welcome to how to make planning center work for you and you heard our names so we don't need to repeat that um, so for those who this might matter to some people it doesn't matter to me but I've done full-time ministry as a worship pastor associate pastor for 15 years um, I know I look really young but uh, <laughs> and um, we uh, live in Youngstown Ohio we're uh, currently being the best church members that we can possibly be at Bridget Hope Church. You saw Pastor Doug on the uh, screen earlier today, so some cool stuff happening there. And um, and I'll let Luke tell us a little bit about you. I'm Luke. Um, I am the son of a pastor, and I'm currently on the board at Toledo First under Pastor Darren Gambrell, um, and also one of the worship leaders. Um, I have been a credentialed as some of the God minister, have been an AG all my life, and um, currently live in Temperance, Michigan, which is literally a stone's throw away from Toledo. You could throw a stone and hit Temperance. Um, so welcome, come on in. Um, so yeah, we're. I've been in ministry my whole life. I was, I, I was born into it. So um, when I found Planning Center and started working there, I've loved that. Um, but for me, my heart has been to, when I left being a pastor and became a, a church attender, my whole ministry has been, I want to be Aaron and her, I want to help pastors, help ministry leaders. So that's that's who we are. Um, how long have you been working at Planning Center? Uh, four years this June. And I will be at Planning Center five years in April. Whoop, I can't see. Thank you. I didn't mean to interrupt. So you are the best. Attention. You are the best. No, no, no. Um, and so uh, we both work at Planning Center. Planning Center did not send us here. Yes. <laughs> so Huge we, disclaimer. We're not on the clock. So I will tell you what works on Planning Center and what doesn't work on Planning Center. Um, we might share this recording with our boss if it goes well. If it doesn't, it never happens. <laughs> um, we are here to support ministry leaders, and we happen to work at Planning Center and yes. see that there are gaps in how ministry leaders use Planning Center. So if you're already using it, we just want to make sure you use it better. And there's job security for us that you don't have to write in to support later. <laughs> so that's that's our goal. Um, so that's who we are. And we want to know who you are. Obviously, there's quite a few of you in here. We're not going to go around and do introductions because um, we saw your names on the, the board. But we would like to know what ministry or what you oversee at your church. So we'll kind of start here. What do you? Uh, Jason Gilbert, uh, Calvary Assembly of God in Oroville, Ohio. So a little, uh, little burg up there. Um, I do pretty much what I can get my hands in. Right now, I'm focused on media, okay. uh, multimedia, and uh, and uh, you know, sound. But uh, I'm here to pretty much learn where we have gaps. Okay. <laughs> and it sounds like Planning Center might actually help us out. Any other media people in here? Okay. How about you, sir? Uh, my name is Larry Mays. I'm a senior pastor at uh, Kingdom Impact Church here in Columbus, Ohio. And... I'm in this class because I can't teach somebody else that I don't know anything about myself. <laughs> that is fair. That's fair. Uh, Ashley? Yeah, my, my name's Ashley, and I do assimilation at my church, so I oversee that, and also, like, our guest services. So we're a bit of a planning center church. We've used it for uh, music and media for years, but I am just now learning it, so I'm, I'm brand new to it, uh, hoping to expand. Is that a familiar story to anybody else? I, I hear that a lot. Like, we've used it for years. I've never used it. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Get that story a lot. Janelle Rex, I'm worship leader. Um, so I use it for planning our rehearsals, services, 
things like that. Um, I've never used it, well, I've been using it for about a year and a half, but prior to that, we had never used it before. So just trying to get all of our teams integrated into Canvas. Beautiful. So. You were looking at them. Are these part of your teams? Yeah. These two. Okay. <laughs> Worship team with, with her. Okay, very cool. Uh, first impressions of ushering and greeting and leading that. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Jacob Cooper, Noah Walker, Worship. Worship, very good. Dorothy Aldridge, um, Vivian from Columbus. I am the treasurer of the church and the board. Nice. I, I'm on the board and just got elected treasurer last night, so. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. I said condolences. That's what I said. I have no financial yeah. background. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Get creative. This will be your first time using a checkbook, so it'll be great. It'll be awesome. What could go wrong? Everyone. Yeah. You heard it, yeah. Uh, I'm Steve. Uh, I'm worship leader and never use my name for that. So. Okay, awesome. Joe Dickens, pastor here with my church, and I use it for assimilation for refreshing, renew, things like that. Awesome. Okay, media, the pastor, assimilation, worship, first impression, giving. Okay, well, Planning Center can help with all of that um, in different ways. Um, so let's talk about what is planning center now this is just probably just we wanted to bring this up because we work in the support department at planning center and we get this a lot so to clarify planning center is the name of the company not the product <laughs> so if you're telling me that your planning center app's not working my first question is so what I do you log mean in the planning center right, right. well kind of <laughs> yeah so just so that you know yeah that's the name of the company is planning center and we have nine products now so uh just so that you are aware of that and we're getting less and less of that, but it's very common that we'll hear churches who like use services and have used it for, we're going on 15 years. So they, we've been using, you know, Planning Center for 15 years and then they know that they're for other products. So Planning Center is a company. We have lots of products. It's all web-based and therefore it gets updated every single week. Um, so there's no app to have to install on your computer. For those of you who are church admins, you'll be familiar with the, the term church management software, CHMMS, whatever. Yep. We didn't start out that way. We had services. Actually, we had some stuff before that, too. But we were never intending to be a church management software company. But we kept hearing from churches, and we love our churches. And so we just tried to make leaders' lives easier. And we ended up with a church management suite of products. Yeah. And that is where I think for where I really wanted to have this breakout session was Again, I mentioned I want to be the Aaron and her that help pastors. And I see so many ministry leaders get lost in either the processes or they get lost in the software that the ministry never happens or the ministry happens later. So one of the things that's really great about Planning Center is it, it should work for you. And that way you can actually do your job, which is to minister to people. Regardless of where you're at in this, even the treasurer people, right? We, we yeah. should, it's all about ministering to people. That's why we do what we do. And so if you're fighting the software or fighting the process that you never get a chance to do ministry, you can change your process or change your software. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I say for some people, planning center may not be the right fit if it's getting in the way of your ministry. Yeah. Um, so that's our goal. Again, not in sales. So don't use planning center if it's going to hurt your ministry. Uh, so yeah. I kind of want to show what are some things that are possible with planning center as a, a brief demo. 
and then we'll kind of move into why that all matters and then talk to you guys about how this thing can help with what you guys have. So I'm going to open up my demo here and see if I can get it. Uh, I need to put this on that screen though. So let me come over here and mirror. There we go. So um, I'm going to use, I like real, oh, there's no internet in here. Hold on. Got to get my, uh, there we go. Connect. There we go. Refresh. There we go. Okay, so real life examples I think are great examples. And so my church is Toledo First. And uh, for those who don't know, Pastor Darren Gumbrell is one of the presbyters in the area. Um, he doesn't know I'm sharing his face. Sorry, Pastor. Um, one of the things that we put on our website, and the way we do it at our church and what I recommend churches do, is there's your website, and then there's church center. Church center is the public side of planning center. So planning center is your admin stuff. And then we created a, you can see the, the logo there, church center. Um, it's the, the church aside. We want you to own that, and that's why we didn't put our brand on it anywhere. It's just church center. Make it your own. Tell people it's yours. That's fine. It's okay it's with your us. Church it's your church center. They're two separate things. A lot of people, a lot of churches try to make their website be one thing for everything, and I just don't think it's a good plan. So our church's website is our billboard along the highway. It is to, it's what shows up in the search results. Is what new members are going to see. No one in our congregation ever goes here. They probably don't even know I've recently updated the website. And I'm fine with that. But we get a lot of traffic to our website through Google searches and people trying to find a new church. So our church website is for people who don't go to our church. Yeah. Church center is for people who do go to our church. By keeping those separate, it makes life so much easier for me because I only have to update the website once every time we change our service times or pandemic. You know, I had to change the website during the pandemic and that was it. Uh, so it's very static. It's just generic stuff like, who we are, how they can view our messages, finding groups, what our values are. They can you know, click through here and learn about what our church has to offer. And what we have here and what I wanted to show you guys is a plan of visit option, which I have in here a couple different times because I really want to make sure they plan a visit. And this tells them even more about our church, what they can expect, real life stuff, like what our church offers, what are our ministries for their kids and their, and their youth. And then, this is where the magic happens, we have a let us know you're coming. And this is where we start to introduce that connection into Planning Center. We start to connect the things. A form shows up, and this form is provided for free through Planning Center people. So as soon as they fill out this form, they are putting their information into our church database. Before they even got there. Before they're even there. And they let us know their name, their email address, the date that they're coming. And then we ask, do you have any family members? Great. Let's start adding adults or kids. So now we can have the whole family in there. So that when they show up, we now have save them all this time at the registration. No visitor wants to stand at your children's check-in station filling out forms to check their kids in. Yeah. Their stuff's already in there. We have their email address. What, what email address is that under? Great. Type it in or name. Got it. Oh, your whole family's already here. Now they've just checked in in well, a minute instead of 10 to 15, especially since they're going to be late. Does that, does that information get stored anywhere where you can do follow-ups? And, and, and it does. Yes. At Planning Center People is where that goes. Yep. Do you have to have... Is this just like... Um, add-on that you build into any website or do you have to have a planning this, yeah this website was I built website. on my own okay um, but this is the form the code to make this form run was all provided by planning center okay. I just copy and pasted it in there 
So that when they tap that link, and I had it to where it shows up on the website, but if yours doesn't, you don't want to do that, you can also redirect to a dedicated page for that I form like, as well. I like drop and drag. Um, and so where the magic of this form then happens is as soon as that form gets submitted, they get an email from me, not from the pastor or a generic church name. A lot of churches say, hey, we want to send an email with like from Toledo First. Well, Toledo First doesn't email people. Luke emails people. And so I'm going to send an email. But I'm a busy man and I don't get paid by the church. I'm a volunteer. So I'm not going to sit there and manually email every single person. I want to be able to connect with these people. And so once they fill out the form, they get an automatic email. That email tells them why they're getting an email, which I always recommend that, right? Just in case there's a typo, be like, why are you emailing me? Oh, someone must have filled out a form. So, hey, thank you so much for filling our plan of visit form. My name is Luke, and here's my position at the church. Here are five things you should know about Toledo First when you come to visit for your next visit. And I tell them where to park, which door to come in, where they can drop their kids off if they have kids, where the coffee is, that's probably the most important one, and then where they can find a seat. Um, and that way they have no worries about coming in that first day, right? In addition to that, the entire leadership team gets an email saying everything they just put in that form. So they know a new visitor's coming. I want everybody in our church who's on the leadership team, and we define a leadership team as anybody who has any responsibility in our church, including the custodian. Everybody gets that email to know a new person is coming. And then just for good measure, I open up the Church Center app. I go to our leadership group from Planning Center Groups, and I send a new message that says, just so you know, we have a new visitor, and I copy and paste all the form information in there. And every leader gets a push notification, because who checks their email anymore? And they immediately see right there who the, who the new person's going to be. And that's created some great options, because then Sunday afternoon, people will follow up. Michael will say, hey, I, uh, I touched base with Ashley right after church, and she's going to connect with our youth group. And that's awesome. So just through those types of things, we've now built connections by connecting Planning Center people, uh, Planning Center automations, Planning Center workflows, Planning Center groups, and Church Center, just to connect with new people. And that allowed our ministry leaders to connect with people. They already had the information to know to look for somebody. Because, I mean, our church is a fairly small church. We have a lot of visitors, but not a whole lot. So it's very easy for us to kind of get our blinders on and do our ministry tasks for the day and not be looking for the new people. So when they get the heads up of, hey, there's a new person, that's super helpful for everybody so that they know. I'll take a breath. What questions do they have for me? Okay. Are these totally two separate standalone platforms with integration possibilities or are they linked so that they work best when you got Church Center and Planning Center. Yeah, both. <laughs> they are separate separate products. So the way Planning Center works is every product is its own separate product. Your church gets what your church needs, and as much of it as each product as you need. But when you start to combine the products, you can start doing some very cool things, like the story I just told. But you don't have to do all the products. They're all individual. So all the things that you just named, which I think were five, are sold separately as modules but they're integrated into... Four of those five things are all features of our Planning Center People product, oh, okay. which is completely free That's for great. unlimited people. It will forever and always be free. We'll never charge for it. Because we don't think that a church should have to pay for a church management software. So which one was not? Planning Center Groups. So you said you had nine products, and I only counted on your website. I didn't count nine. We've got Planning Center People, Planning Center Groups, Planning Center Giving, 
calendar, registrations, services, music stands, music stands, publishing. Did I say check-ins? No. Nope. Publishing, check-ins, church center. So like uh, eight and a half, nine. Is headcount? Headcount is a feature of church of check-ins. Check-in. And that's where a lot of things, like we have these features that are so powerful that oftentimes we refer to them as a, a product because they are a product within a product. Um, and headcounts is a huge one. Um, so you know, every single product of Planning Center has a free version of it. So you can use as much as you want. And then as your church grows, you can change things. There's no contracts. So we expect churches to have fluctuations. Yeah. Um, like the registrations product is great for signing up for events, but probably up north don't have a lot of events happening in the dead of winter. So don't pay for a product you're not using. Unsubscribe from it uh, or downgrade to the free version. Um, And then upgrade when you need to. Um, We want it to work for you. So no contracts, no commitments, change it anytime you want. More hurt our feelings. And you can link it to your own website. Yep. Okay. There'll be a link in the form and you just copy the link and then uh, redirect it to that link on your website. So, yeah. Other questions? Awesome. So why all that matters and why I think Planning Center matters for the church and using systems? Because people matter. We, Planning Center talks about its three loves. We love our people, our teams, our software, and our churches. Right? So those are the things that we love. Uh, it really is about that. And if we're going to love people, we can't be lost in the software and lost in the process. Um, we want the software to be as flexible as it can be. And one of the things that I always see is I don't want the outside of me automatically emailing a visitor. Like I want that to kind of happen so they don't fall through the cracks. But that's basically the only time I'll ever automatically contact somebody. From there, I'll put them in our assimilation workflow. And then people will be assigned tasks like, hey, you should call this person. You should email this person. Sure, you could have software automatically assimilate people into your church for you, but that has proven to never actually get any soul saved. So instead, you should call your congregants. You should email your congregants. You should send them a letter. It's hard to remember to do those things. So that's where I think the software is powerful, is to remind you to do those things. You be the church. Don't make Planning Center be the church. I hate to interrupt, but you just said you can assign tasks? You can assign tasks. That is music to my ears. (laughs) (laughs) And that's part of Planning Center People, which is, again, the free product. Right. Um, You don't have to pay for that. Because I don't know how many times I've uh, talked to people who are like, I didn't get that email. I didn't know. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So again, why why that matters? Scheduling and following up with volunteers is huge, um, and a lot of go, a lot of things go into involving schedules. A lot of people do multiple things throughout the church, and some you have those people in your church who say yes to everything, and forgetting that well, you cannot run slides and teach nursery at the same time, Sally. You just can't do it. Right? That's part of scheduling. Right. You've all, services. Yeah, you've all got a Sally. Uh, <laughs> um, and then yeah, the developing community part. There's something very powerful about using software to help develop your community. But again, we want the work to be you developing your community and helping you know how to do that and, and connect with everybody. So groups helps us do that in developing natural communities through our groups product. Right. But we can also take a list of, uh, so one of the processes that we have at, our, at Bridge of Hope that we started was anybody who, now list is a feature in the people product, and uh, we'll take a list of anybody matching a specific criteria, like you're a male and you're between this age. Whenever that list, is, someone comes into that list, they're new, they fill out a form, 
every night those people get added to a men's ministry group and they're automatically and I and I said this is pretty important because our pastor uh, was managing like 20 Facebook groups and was singly responsible for all of those groups and when someone new came to the church he had to remember who they were their info find them stalk them on Facebook <laughs> add them as a friend and then add them to this group but that, and they had that for prayer group like all these groups and, and we just said, Pastor, there is a better way, and, and we need to free you up from all of that. Um, so we took that list. That list automatically uh, gets refreshed every night, and then those people get automatically added to men's ministry or to youth ministry, kids that come in, automatically does that stuff through an automation of people. Yeah, and I use men's group as an example because they tend to struggle the most in churches, right? Um, because men leading men, and they're not organized, and their wives aren't there helping them lead the men, and it's just it's the whole thing. And so when we have our men's group, he, he focuses on planning center groups. He communicates through messaging <laughs> and scheduling events, but when new people get added in, there's a lot of pressure there, right, to remember to add those people in. But if they're automatically added in, then when he sends out a new message and a new email, all the new people get it too. And so when he sends out, hey, we're having a men's night and we're going to have barbecue, these new faces show up. And he's like, oh, this is awesome because I would have forgotten to email them. But they're already connected. So now he can minister to people without even necessarily knowing who those people were until they show up to the event. So, again, making sure no one gets lost in the process. That's a big problem for simulation groups as well. Hospitality teams, as new people show up to the church, we want to connect with them. And a lot of churches do a really good job at helping people get in the front door. But then what happens? After Sunday afternoon and lunch is kicked in and everybody's in the, the carb coma, now what? Right? And that's where having to remember to do these things can be a challenge. If you know ahead of time what you want your process to be, the software will guide you through that. And you know, nothing is better than on a Monday you check your email and it's like, you have 10 new cards assigned to you. And you open that up and here's 10 new people who showed up into my group. I had no idea were there. This is awesome. I'm glad Planks have reminded me. And if you forget, in three days, you can set it to where it'll tell you again. Hey, by the way, you haven't done any of the things you said you were going to do. Come on in. The water's fine. Um, and so you can have that opportunity to continue to do ministry without relying on your memory to connect to these people. Uh, okay, next one. Man managing ministry load for staff and volunteers. So we all know the Sally who says yes to everything, right? Um, we want to protect Sally. Because Sally will say yes to everything until one day she crashes and burns and just never shows the church ever again because she was overworked, even though she's the one who said yes to everything, right? So using these tools to help check that, right? Don't overschedule people. Make sure that we're actually connecting with our volunteers. A lot of times we use our volunteers, but then we don't minister to our volunteers. We use our volunteers to minister to the church. And sometimes we forget the volunteers are the church. <laughs> so yeah. that is a yeah. very important thing. Like I, I have a list set up for all of my, one of the things I focus on is the production arts. So I do the live stream, lights, all the media type stuff. And so I have a workflow set up for myself because in my own nature, I will not connect with people. I'm perfect. COVID and quarantine has been amazing. Okay. <laughs> I can just stay in my room and not talk to anybody. That's my nature. And, and remembering who to contact is very difficult. But I want to minister to people. I want to be better at that. And so I have a workflow that, says up, that is set up to remind me, here are people who you have scheduled in the last month, it looks like the last four weeks, that I haven't contacted. So I will send a text message to Ashley. It's like, hey, Ashley, you did a great job with the slides today. That was awesome. I know we kind of went out of order. And the way that you were able to stay with it was amazing. 
And so she gets that personal connection. Yes, I needed software to remind me to do the personal connection. Ashley didn't know, and Ashley didn't care. And Ashley felt seen that Ashley will say yes next time I ask her to do slides. Instead of her sitting at home saying, okay, so I'm trying to do slides, and Pastor jumped all over the place, and I couldn't follow him at all. And it was like a nightmare. I never want to do this again. But to see that someone saw her, now she's like, oh, I was part of the ministry. I would be willing to do that again. That's where church can really be special, and I use Planning Center to help facilitate that. Um, so there's that balance, right? Planning Center is not going to do church for you, but we do want to make tours a little bit easier. Uh, next one kind of ties into all that, the proper communication. So who are we contacting? When are we contacting them? How are we contacting them? Why are we contacting them? What are the diff- So many churches have 18 different ways to communicate with people. Right? We got email, text, smoke signal, social media, social media, Facebook. I and a lot of churches that's what they want to do and they've got social media managers, that's fine. At Toledo First, we have changed all that. We have one way to communicate with people, and that's through church center. Um, it a lot of people a lot of churches find that buying is hard, and we're gonna get to that. But you can do it. I love that Toledo First is a great example of how during a pandemic our attendance grew, our giving grew, our connection grew, and it's because we were very intentional about using our software so that we didn't let people fall through the cracks. And we told everybody, get church center so that you can contact. That's how we're gonna minister to you. And that's how we can minister to each other. And everybody, I mean, like I was telling Brandon, 97% of our donations come through the church center app. We don't pass out offering plates anymore. And that's kind of a scary thing for a lot of pastors, but you can do it and keep the lights on. Um, it's just about communicating. I want to pass it to you, Brandon. That's a good point, too. And some of the ways that we've gone through the pandemic, uh, it's, one, forced a lot of churches to be online and where they might not have gone before. It's also forced donors to give online where they might not have been hesitant to before. Um, But some of the ways that we do that is, um, so we stream directly to the Church Center mobile app. Um, We stream to Facebook and YouTube as well. We use a software called Resi to be able to do that. Um, but in our app, um, we now, when you're watching our live stream, you can click a button to check in. And that information, when you fill out the check-in, will go right into people, and we know, uh, or into check-in, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll have an attendance for online service that day. We also try to treat online service the same way that we would treat in-person service. So we will actually have, how can we pray for you? There's a button there that will take them to the prayer form, and they can fill out a prayer request. And that prayer request form is automated. The next day, the whole prayer team gets a digest email, one email, all the prayer requests that came in from the day before, automatically. There's no, you have to call anybody, any of that kind of stuff. Um, And then pastors tied into that as well. But to connect to that, if that's where you stop, then that's where people stop filling out your prayer request form. Like, your prayer team should then be following up with these people. Right. Right. Hey, you filled out a prayer request form. I wanted you to know I prayed for you. Yeah. And that happens through that process as well. Thanks for submitting your prayer request. They get an automated email back. Um, And then our prayer leader, uh, Pastor Yola, then prays for those prayer requests with the prayer team on Monday nights. Um, And then they follow up with praise. So there's a lot of integration that can happen with your online audience as well, um, just as much as your physical audience there. Um, but as a leader, um, buy-in's tough because you represent a ministry, but to make all these things work together, you will have to convince other leaders to get on board to start using this um, in a more integrated way. 
15 years of doing it, I got really tired of doing buy-in <laughs> as a leader. Anybody, um, else, anybody else feel the pain of buy-in? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, but it's going to be important to know that one, um, if you have to do it on your own, we'll help you through it, but it's important to develop your team um, around you because we have multiple products. So I'm glad that you're all here. I hope that you'll go back and, and bring a team of other leaders around you and say, hey, we can do this better. Let's do this together. Um, don't worry, we'll train them. You don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it can be draining, um, but the end result is that it doesn't all rely on your shoulders. Next one. Learning curve. Uh, yeah, there is a learning curve, like with anything. Um, you'll probably get some pushback, and like, you know, we've been doing this for quite a while. Um, why do we have to change our systems? You know, why, like, I. I don't need, I've, I've had this recently, experiences. Um, <laughs> we can keep doing things the way we've done them for now, but anything that is healthy should be growing. Can you do this with 20 people? Can you do this with 40 or 100 people? Is it sustainable? What happens when you get sick with COVID and you're out for multiple weeks or you're quarantined? What happens to that information that's in your head? Does the ministry keep going? The, are you really helping other leaders by this continued course of action? So we've had to do some training recently with our team and say, it's not that what you're doing is wrong, but it's not sustainable. If we're gonna grow as a ministry and as a church and as a team, we've gotta make sure that everything that we do is scalable. Um, this might work for you here, but we can do better. Um, I mean, one thing that's, right, this is Ohio, right? We know the, the Ohio for Jesus is uh, what, 10,000 churches, right? The only way to do that is to grow our teams and grow our people. So you have to be growing people under you. The hope is that you will then move on to plant something else or do something else or help yeah. another ministry. If we're going to do that, how many times have we seen key leaders leave a church for good or bad reasons and then things just die off of that ministry because there was no buy-in. No one else had any skin in the game. So you can say, hey, if you go down, I know where all your leaders who are scheduled for the next six weeks in services. I can look at who needs to be here, what time they need to be there, and I don't have to call you to get the phone numbers of everybody because I can just look them up in people. Um, so if you're continually putting the information in the system, then when that, in, in the event that something happens, if we can, I can put my 14-year-old in your spot and he could run everything. He could do it because it's all listed there. You know, I try and encourage our children's workers to put their order of service in for their classroom so that you can put any person in that role. And all they need to do is look at this list and just keep on going. And to that point, and this is where, this isn't necessarily a planning center thing, but a church philosophy thing. I do wholeheartedly believe that a 14 year old should be able to do any ministry in the church um, that's legally allowed. And there's a lot of times that we have ministries that are so technical or so intricate that we, I, we would never dream of putting a 14-year-old in that position. But then how is anybody else going to do it? Because if it's that complicated, nobody wants to do that. And it's going to be too overwhelming. And so if it's been very important in our church that we actually have 12, 13, 14-year-olds doing things like running sound, doing slides, doing the lights, doing the live stream. Because if they can't do it, nobody else. I, I shouldn't make that job so hard that nobody can do it. Because... If I'm the only one that could do it, I'm going to want to go on vacation one day. But if I can say, well, my, my son, who's 12 years old and is easily distracted, ran slides. 
okay, sure, he used the cursor to bounce over every syllable, but the church probably needed that. So, you know, that's one of those things where if other adults can see people getting involved, then adults should be able to get involved. It's really hard to use excuses when 14-year-olds are doing what adults should be doing. Um, so, let's talk. I would love to hear some scenarios about things that you faced. This isn't necessarily to sell Planning Center or support any one product. I would love to talk about how we can connect things. I will say for you on the worship team, you guys currently use services now, right? Mm -hmm. So, I would say the biggest struggle you would have is, you know, I would love for... Services is not just for the music team, but oftentimes it's owned by the music team, and then other ministries don't get to use it. So my, my word to you would be share that amazing product with every other ministry. Every ministry should be scheduling in there. Get on board, right? Your, your, <laughs> your, your greeters, your security team, every team should be yeah. in services. If they have a responsibility on Sunday, they should be in services. And we've made it really easy to take away the complicated parts of services for the people who just need to know to be there and they don't need to know the order of service. And, and that product is 15 years old. It can do a lot of things, so it's a little overwhelming. But for your scheduled viewers who are just need to know to show up, it's really simple, and every ministry needs to share that product. Every ministry should be able to share check-ins and not be owned by the children's ministry, right? Yes. Each of these needs to be shared, and that's where a lot of ministries have their product that they use, and it's not helping the church. We should all be sharing the products. Yeah. So with that in mind, where are some roadblocks that you have found in your own church that you would like to find ways to streamline? I see that hand. <laughs> um, in music stand, uh, changing keys. It's You have to go into actual planning center to go to the song, pick a different key, wait for it to upload, go back to music stand, refresh, then bring the... The new key over. Is that a PDF or a lyric and chord? Um, PDF. You're using Song Select? Yeah. I, I wish that wasn't Is the case. Is there any way to fix that? If Song Select ever shares with us their their chords in a text format, we would be happy to do that. But yeah. if you put in your chords in our lyric editor, then you can change the key on the fly. Yeah, without all those extra without steps. Without all those extra steps. But, but I would have to put in all those chords, is what you're saying. You'd have to find it, copy and paste it, drop it into the lyric and chord editor in order to Or that. integrate with somebody else besides Song Select, like Praise Chart or Multitrack. They have any of file. the 13 other music providers besides Song Select. That's right, Song Select, I'm talking to you. <laughs> that's, that's the most difficult one to work with. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And their chord charts are usually wrong anyway, so I'm not bitter. I mean, there's some. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to lie, there's a few. There's a few. <laughs> other questions? So, uh, if, if I was going to pick what a church must have from Planning Center as a module or product, what three other than people would you suggest? All of them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, people and the Church Center product, which is, uh, I, we haven't really talked much about it. Right. It is a mobile app for your church. So, a lot of churches will pay $5,000 for a 10-year contract to get their own mobile app, or you can use the Church Center for free. That seems like a much better option. And um, it, it integrates <coughs> with all the other products. And if all you use with Planning Center people and Church Center as your church app, it's free. And people have a way to connect with your church. Um, so those are the two big ones. I think another one would be giving. If I would say, like, must-have. I feel like, yeah. especially in this day and age, like, online giving is huge. And Planning Center giving makes it so easy for your donors. Um, I've used them all. 
and on the on the donor side. Admin side, I don't care. You just signed up to be an admin. You have to sometimes do the hard stuff. But if you make it that hard to give offering, uh, it, you're not going to get a lot of online buy-in, right? And so we try to make it extremely easy for your, your donors to donate. So I feel like that one's a, a no-brainer. So does that give and take a cash app? No. No. It, all of your giving is through one product, and that's Plan Center Giving. There, there is external uh, payment sources. So if you use someone else to process donations, you'd have to add um, a category for a payment source that says cash app. Right. And then you have – it's just – it's creating extra work. And here's what I would say – and this is what I say to any customer who writes in about that. Because there, there are a lot of churches who select – who collect offerings from multiple sources. Um, or changing don donation management systems scares me because we might lose donors. I've never seen that happen. If someone loves your church and is giving their money to your church, they'll still give money to your church if you take money in a different way. Right. I promise you, they will. Uh, that's just how people are. They love your church, right? Karen so, won't. Uh, you know Karen won't. Karen won't. But Karen Sally was not – she's Sally only given $2 a month anyway. So, you know, there's – that buy-in of, of helping people understand why we're doing this, I love to explain the why. Our church is moving to giving so that we can save our church money and make it easier for you and make sure you can get your tax statements at the end of the year on a timely manner. People will absolutely jump on board, especially if it's easier. No one wants to do things the hard way and continue to do things the hard way. If change, which we talked about, change and buy-in, right? Yeah. Change is hard, but it's a little bit easier to do that change if when you make the change you realize, well, this was so easy. So it's not fee-based. Yours is, is not fee If I give 10, the church gets the whole 10 without a fee. You can choose to do that. You, the donors can pay the, cover, the the fee. There's always a fee if oh. you're doing online giving. Okay. But Planning Center okay. Giving also is for managing your cash and check, which if people give cash and check, you just record that in there, and you take that to the bank like you normally would. We don't take a fee. Planning Center doesn't charge any fees other than the monthly subscription. The payment processor would charge some fees. Okay. Like but Stripe? Stripe. That, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Stripe would charge some fees. And, you know, again, I've launched this at many churches that I've been a part of, and um, we've, our giving has always gone up. We do not make a guarantee at Planning Center that that will happen. But every time I've ever launched Planning Center Giving at a church, giving has increased. I use an example. One of our 17-year-olds who was running sound, he said to me one day, he's like, man, if you guys would just, like, take Apple Pay, I never have a card. I never have cash. I don't know what a checkbook is. If you guys accepted Apple Pay, I would start tithing to the church. And I said, open up your church center app. You right can now. do Apple Pay. Have you even opened it? He opened it. <laughs> I can use Apple Pay? I'm like, absolutely. Start tithing. And he did. Sure, we did have to pay a 30 cent fee plus 2.15% of what he donated, but that's still, we got a more, than more we income than we would have had the day before. So it's, it's going to help. Absolutely. Yes, sir. For children's ministry in each classroom and services, would you recommend they each have their own service? So what, what, type? Are some, what are some of the best practices for children's ministry, classrooms, and services, like a, a nursery service, a preschool service, a elementary service, or what's the best way to... That's a very good question. Are you planning... So it depends on your children's ministry. Yeah. If you have like a children's ministry wing where they have their own worship team, their own media team, their own sound team, it's like children's church, like a separate church... Then in that case, I would have a separate service plan for them where you can schedule that out. At my church, we don't do that. We use one service type for all of our scheduling for Sunday. The plan has what's happening in the main sanctuary. Everything else is just scheduling people to be in those rooms. They already have their curriculum. They have their notebooks. And so they don't need to know the order of service. 
because they already had that all spelled out for them. So it depends on how intricate your children's ministry is. In the event that they wanted to put uh, their uh, curriculum in there, you can do plan attachments to the plan mm -hmm. if you want to. That's everybody in one plan. Right. It gets a little crowded, but... Yeah, and we're, we've cleaned that the new interface, we've cleaned it up a lot too to where you can see only the teams you're responsible for. So you could have 100 teams in there for one plan, but if you're only responsible for scheduling the kids' teams, then that's all you'll see unless you choose to see everything. That's true. But you can do a d another service type if you wanted um, or we've, another. We've plan. recently done that, and I don't know, but it was a lot of work to set it up, especially with two services. But I think it'll be easier moving forward because we just upload the curriculum for each of the weeks. And the teachers have that online um, and things like that. So yeah. You hit on something very key, and that is it was a little bit work to get started. Well, to get the templates is a lot of work. But right. Once you have it, but then once it's done, every week after that's like, and that's where I think a lot of, back to that buy-in, a lot of churches struggle with. It's so much work to make this change. We were just talking to Donna, who's organized this whole thing, and talking about switching the Ohio Ministry Network over to Planning Center Calendar. And... She's on board, but she fully understands that every network event in their current system will need to be manually moved into a new system. Yeah. That is a lot of upfront work for Donna. But by this time next year, she will have half as much work. And so she's on board with making that change. And that's where you got to get that buy-in. Like, yeah, every new process has that learning curve. Mm -hmm. But you, if you invested that, you set yourself up for growth. Because now you can grow that ministry because it is a separate service type. And if we ever get to that point at our church where we need to separate that, the ability to copy teams over and, and all that stuff is fairly easy to, to make that shift down the road. So splitting them, splitting them is a lot easier than coming back and merging them. You can, but it's a little bit easier to split as you grow versus building them separate. Be like, ah, I wish we put these all together. Um, yeah. And that's why I would also say be careful in services how far in advance you schedule. There's a sweet spot. We are called planning centers. So to your whole point about changing keys, I would say if you plan them ahead of time, you shouldn't have to do a whole lot of key changes. But obviously, spirit moves, oh, and I no. love that. No, I'm actually just talking about at rehearsals. Oh. Like if we're trying to figure out which too high for me. Let's bring it down, too. Yeah. 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 And that's what happens. Yeah. But so there's that sweet spot. Like I, I used to be the only Sunday support agent. Uh, so I would answer all the tickets that come in on Sunday. And I'd be like, what if you would just have put the songs in before Sunday morning? You would have solved all your problems. Planning center. Plan. Right? But also, a year from now is a long way to plan. Don't set yourself up for failure. Don't plan a year out. Because it, things are going to change. People are going to move. and Especially up here where the snowbirds go down to Florida. Like, don't do that here. I like to do about six weeks. So that's the sweet spot for me. It's about six weeks of planning. Or you can, you can put a, the services in but not assign people and not put a whole lot of... Because if you got to make a change, it's very, it's a little bit harder to make that change for all of those plans moving forward. Right. Good questions. Keep them coming. What do you got? The, the two of you who showed up, what ministries do you do at your church? I'm an admin. Admin? Yeah. So you do everything. Uh, <laughs> that's what that means. Come on. I'm just a resident new this morning. Okay. Very good. Cool. Very good. So on the giving side, um, if you want to give to multiple areas, um, it, it doesn't let you do it. From church center, yeah. it, on the app side, no, it does not. And I'm pushing very hard to make that change. Yeah. So there's a question. But on the there's hope. But on the web, church center. On the web, church center web, you can do multiple ones. So on the web, you can. Yep. Okay. Yep. You had a question? Um, 
Okay. We'll circle back. <laughs> so big fans of praise charts or what else? Praise charts. Um, I like multi-tracks. They're sort. They're they have granted a little bit of extra work. I gotta go in there and copy it, but they use a format called uh, Chord Pro, where it's a special format in which you type your your chords, um, and a lot of different places use that. Even Songflix has it. You can go there and copy it and then paste it into our interface, and it, it pastes the chords into where they go. You probably see those chords. So you don't have to move them on every single line over the right words? Yeah. Right, if you integrate, you can do two different ways, right? There's the chords over the words. Yeah. Chord Pro is written, written in such a way that the chord is actually written within the syllable you want that to appear. Oh, and then no. when we generate the PDF, we move that chord up top. Okay. That way, as you change your font sizes or your keys, that those fonts will, we know in the in the programming, you want this chord over this syllable, it will always be over that syllable when we when we export okay. it out for you. And that's how the magic, from, from Music Scan you can change your key and it'll change in an instant. So. It's got a big smile. Yeah. Big smile. That leads into. I don't know how to do that, but I'll take it. Right, so we're gonna it's show you how possible. to do that. When you're, in, when you're in Planning Center yeah. Services, or check-ins, or uh, any of our other products, you'll see a question mark icon in the upper right-hand corner. Use it, it's powerful. Um, it will give you recommended articles. Um, the articles I know reading is a pain. They all come with videos as well. Um, Planning Center has like almost 90,000 churches across the globe. If the average church has 50 people, that's like four million people that Planning Center supports with a team of less than 30. And we do that and answer every email in under an hour. What that means is most people don't need help. It should be very self-sufficient, right? If they all needed help, we'd have a very big team. Um, and so it's the, the help tutorials are super helpful, but the support team is also super helpful. I say that because I'm biased, but they, they we're, we're just opposite. And if you click that button that says contact Most support, um, you'll have multiple, there's, we have our chat support. We have support through Facebook. There is phone support if you're willing to wait a couple of days, but if you want help right now, send an email. I know email doesn't seem like right now help at planning center. It's right now help. Um, we say we help in under an hour. This last week, we were averaging four and a half minutes right. to get you a reply in your email. So uh, if you click the question mark icon, it tells us what account you're in and what page you're on. So that gives us, if you're like, I'm really struggling with the chords of this song, my first question to you is gonna be say, which song? Or if you click that question mark icon, I will know exactly which song you're on because it will tell me in my email, oh, she was on 10,000 Reasons, which is the first song in everybody's account. Um, and so it should be archived. <laughs> I got 10,000 reasons why you should archive that song. Um, so I think that for all the ministries, I talk about we'll do the training. I mentioned this to Donna too. Like, it's so many times there's a go to person. Like, you have to train everybody how to do all the things, which is another way people fall through the cracks because you become a bottleneck. Don't become the bottleneck. Yes. When someone comes to you and says, Jason, how do I change the key of the song? You would say, that's a great question. Click the question mark icon in the upper right-hand corner when you're logging the planes and the services and ask Luke and he will help you, yeah. right? <laughs> Equip your team to ask yeah. for help, right? True. True. Um, it's a biblical principle, right? We can preach every Sunday, but if we don't teach people how to read the word, they won't actually be able to live the word. So if you're always teaching your volunteers but never teach them how to learn the software, they will always need you to help them with the software. So yeah. teach them to help themselves. Mm -hmm. It is a godly principle. It will help you in your church, and it will help you in planning center. So much so that I challenge you to test it when you get home 
or even today, I believe Steve Masenko is working all day. Let's so test don't test Steve, Steve on Saturday, Steve. but on test Monday. us on Monday and click that question mark icon and ask for help on something and just say, hey, I spoke with Brandon and Luke at Synergy. They also said that if I asked nicely, you would give me something for free and we will send you something in the mail for free as us rewarding you for actually using our support, clicking the question mark icon and asking for free stuff. So we will send you free stuff, free swag. All you got to do is ask. Yeah. In addition, yes, go ahead. I remember. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I, I have never used groups, but it sounds enticing. So, can you explain more about groups yeah. and so using that, setting it up? Our planning center products are wonderfully named, right? People, manage it through people. Check-ins is for checking in. Giving is for giving. And groups is for groups, right? So, <laughs> we got really creative. Our marketing team's on it. Um, groups is for any group. Like, it really is any group, whether it's small ministry groups, men's groups. If you have uh, single moms groups, I have a men's group that like to golf. It's called our golfing group. So um, any kind of group of people in your church that can happen to connect you, home groups are a great option for it. But any place a person can connect is a great group to have. It allows, especially in a church, a lot of people want to connect with a senior pastor. That's not sustainable. Right? Yeah. He's but one person. She's but one person. They should be connecting with a group of people so they can grow one another up. So the more places people have to connect, it's awesome. There's a way they can filter. Like, I need to see groups that provide child care. Oh, there's an option for that. And they can find groups to connect with. And within groups, there's all kinds of options as far as uh, visibility, like uh, celebrate uh, recovery, living free type groups where you want everything to be anonymous. You can make it anonymous where even the members can't see who else is in that group. Those are all things that are options in there. Leaders can send out emails to their the members. They each get their own emails. So if someone replies, it doesn't reply all. It only goes back to that leader because um, no one wants to be part of an email chain. Um, you can have the messaging feature, which is just like instant message in the app is an option as well. You can take attendance for groups, schedule events for your groups. It all synchronizes to the church calendar, so you don't have to create it in two places. Um, your group can watch together through yep. the Church Center app if you're watching online church and have just a conversation for your group. Yep. But then there's also a general chat as well for the entire church. So the group is like an app that everyone in that group is going to download? They Everybody downloads Church with? Center. They just download Church Center. Your, your congregation just downloads Church Center. And from, in, from within that, they can access a group or all their groups or whatever groups they're a part of. It's all part of one app, though. Okay, but groups is like the setup. Correct. And then church center is where all the people are going to interface. The admin side and the okay. public side. Okay. So they're all going to interface on the public side of the church center app. Even your group leaders are going to interface through the church center part, or are they going to interface through group center? Like, are Interesting. They send out and Groups out? is going through some growing pains, I'm not going to lie, and we're okay. changing that. Very soon, everything a leader will need to do can be done on the church center side. Okay. Right now, as of today... Leaders kind of have to exist in both places. A, an admin's on the admin side, a member's on the church center side, and your leaders kind of have to go to both. But as of next week, the church center app is, no, that went out yesterday. As of yesterday, the church center app had an update where most everything a group leader needs to do can be done from the church center app, including creating events and all that stuff. Right. Within the next month, everything should be in there. And just a FYI, services, uh, your, like your, your schedule, my schedule for your volunteers, also going to be available in church center so it, it's all kind of pushing towards church center i know we hit our time 
So yeah. you guys are welcome to leave. Go get yourself some lunch. I'll stick around if you have any questions yeah. for me afterwards. But you, you will not hurt my feelings. The, you can stand up and walk out and get yourself some lunch. You won't hurt my feelings at all. If you want to see the Church Center app, I have it here on my phone. So if you want to see how our church has it set up, you can do that as well. Cool. Thank you all for coming. So I, uh, I need no phone swipe while we were here, by the way. So yeah. oh, good. Everyone should do that. <laughs> Please. If, if enough people complain. That's basically what we tell you in an email. Can we contact you guys after this? Is there a that, su uh, that support, uh, support question mark? Yep, is how you would contact support. Yeah, use the question mark. No, in the line. But, but you live in Ohio. I don't know where, the, where, where is that going to take. Well, okay. we only have twenty-four people that work in the support department. If you want us specifically, we could be a bottleneck. And I'm really good at four of the products, and the other products I'm not an expert in, so I'd have to tell you some lies to answer your questions. The best option is to use the question mark icon because then you'll get the fastest help. If you want to wait for Brandon and I. It's going to be a little bit slower, unless you happen to ask a question about my product. Well, see, I know where to find you. No, you don't. Yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> I just saw his face on his website. There you go. On what website? Yeah, on a bridge of bridge of bridge of hope. Oh, you got to take that off there. Take it off there. I got to call him now. It's like no. But yeah, definitely use the, the main first. Like, uh, I went to uh, church center. First yes, too. yeah. Okay. But make sure well, you, if you want to contact support, the best option well, is that question well, right now. Y'all send me an email where I can get contact information from you. Okay, got it. Cross. All right. So here's the church center app. I want to see um, it too. So. Okay, come on. Oh, if I brought the Apple TV. Well, we can do both. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the same app, but we can customize it for our own churches. So his okay. church looks different than mine. Sure. So, um, so we have a new. And year. it's just coincidence that his is black and mine is white. It doesn't mean anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mean. I'm 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 in uh, dark mode. So. It, it'd be funnier if, if yours was black. <laughs> yeah. <and> yours <laughs> yeah. So you, we've got a couple buttons here set up. So we we've customized this to say new here, and then there's a form on the other side of this six year old form that people can fill out. That's our connect card. Okay. Uh, you can watch online. So it tells us when the next live service will be. And then these are connected. We don't host videos, so we ho uh, we also stream to YouTube. So we just take the YouTube link and okay. put it in here so that people don't have to leave and just watch whatever service is on there. Um, yep. Prayer requests, kind of self-explanatory. Social media takes you to another page where it lists all of our social media. And then we have the navigation buttons on the bottom. So if you want to give, yep. tap give. Really to give. Events. Check in. Check in. Yep. Check the kids in, which I don't have any events today, so that won't give you the option. Right. Um, um, but apparently I do. But so, yeah. <laughs> we have, so we have like, I create a whole separate <laughs> section here called Forms and Documents. Yeah. So this is where a custom page that I made right within Church Center. So if someone wants to use the bus, the church bus, they can request it from here. They want to host a community group and they want to be a group leader, they can request that from here. They want me to announce an event on church news. They can put that in here. Because if you tell me on Sunday, I'm going to forget. So I always tell them, just like at planning center, I say, click the question mark icon. At my congregation, I say, great, submit a form. Go to church center, submit a form. And that's where church center is so powerful. And it's more than just giving is, yeah, we would love for you to give there. But you're actually connecting with all the other things, which is why I don't like text to give. Because nothing yeah. else happens in text to give except for financial transactions. Yeah. Yeah. I want them to come here because after they give, they're going to see, oh, well, here's other stuff. That's the church calendar's in here. I might want to go to that event. Look, the leadership conference. I can. There's signups available. I can go sign up for that. Does it send them notifications and stuff for everything in church center? If you want to send them a notification, uh, for us, we haven't done a lot of notifications, but you can do push notifications if you want. Okay. Yep. 
Um, I was Yitzhak sparingly. So on the more, so I copied his stuff. So I did the documents and forms. So I have the same thing. The church directory is something that we didn't talk about. Oh, today. we did not check the church directory. Um, but you basically have a church directory with an opt-in system. It's not like if I live in California, I'm not a part of your church. There's an admin at your church who approves and invites people to directory. Hmm. And, and in addition to that, it's the end user. Hmm. If your church invites you to the directory, they can't put your information in it. You have to put your information in it. Yeah. Okay. Privacy focus. It's not like everybody and people just, can just be in the church directory. Yeah, correct. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. You That's dictate good. who. And I'm I even got our groups. support our church by shopping. And I created an article like, hey, if you use Amazon, go. You connect Ooh, your I church to Amazon. That. We our church gets a, our church every quarter gets like a hundred dollar check from everybody just shopping on Amazon. You shop at Kroger with Kroger rewards. And I walk them through how to do Kroger rewards right from here. Um, so again, okay. I, I can put all that That's in my church center app. If you Check that out. Oh, yeah, you can see I've got a, a new notification group at Blue Dot, uh-huh. or also this red dot up here. I can see all different notifications. Ooh, my leadership team sent me a message about Synergy. So there they go. I can talk to them live. Yeah. Oh, so you can chat on there. So yeah, it's a chat okay. tool. So I like that. Um, and then we have our tutorial videos, YouTube. What do you do on Amazon? Like, how do you do an Amazon thing? So smile.amazon.com. You can set up your church as a nonprofit through there. And then any of your congregants who go and shop from smile.amazon.com or on the mobile app connected to Smile, then as they buy their stuff like they normally would, Amazon will donate a portion of that proceeds to the church. Okay. We live in the country, so everybody buys their stuff from Amazon. So they're already using it. Like, you're already <laughs> yeah, using Amazon. Yeah, so Let church get a, a portion of that. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. You guys have temp. Um, so like when you're building, I'm oh, sorry, when you're building it, you can, you can just to build my app. You, you, no, I go you with the desktop well, somewhere. Well, yeah, okay. yeah. So, uh, our publishing product is for that. Okay. So the free version of publishing lets you create a yeah, custom homepage. The next tier up at fourteen dollars like, a month lets you create unlimited custom pages. Sure. And then the twenty nine dollar so a month like is and all those that. things plus you can add the sermon media player. So like services, you'd create an order of service. You would create the team positions that you. But do I have to? And then you have publishing to do the app. You don't have to. If you just use the church center app without publishing, then the the main page will just have your church logo and that's it. And then you can't you can't customize anything. You'll just have your navigation of all the other products you subscribe to. So if you use giving, you'll see a giving button. People go there to give. If you have if you use registrations and people you have events at your church, when they tap for registrations, your stuff will be there. So that works. All the stuff in the church is there. They can connect with your it's church like normal. Again, groups, interacting with the groups is all still there for free, well. right? It's built yeah, in. It's those other pages yeah, like I, I created, like the custom home page, the, the forms for Kroger, all that stuff. When you start creating additional pages, then you want to go to a paid tier of, of publishing. But even the free tier of publishing lets you customize your home page, which to me is worth it. But if you don't, you don't want to have a custom home page, we'll just slap a logo. I'm just I had a lady come up to me and give me well, and that's yeah, where, and that's where I get, by getting started with the church center, gave me her yeah. and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm very much about there are two separate down. audiences. Once I got like, her in and set when up, you finally do, if you I don't update your website, then don't ever update it. Just let visitors see stale information as long as it's accurate information. What you believe shouldn't change, so you put that up there, right? Generic information about what ministries or church offers is there. But then the specifics.